Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing syndicate quality custom rods. Get syndicated. Carta de Teresa, providing quality handmade marinated meats. Owner Hooks. Perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of dream extremes. And bite on fishing where your next catch is only a cast away. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Sergio. I'll be your host, my co-host in studio with me. Here we are again. Another Saturday, Ron. Eight years. Airs. You're going. Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, world. All right. And then the big earthworm coming all the way from, I don't know where it's at, but I know it's at least six feet under. Mr. Andrew Mack with Max Fish Reports, Western Outdoor News, IGFA. And I don't know, I'll come up with something else, another title for you, earthworm. Good morning. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. All right. And then our dear friend, the director of the Penn Fishing University, and our dear, dear friend for many, many years. I think, Steve, you and I are going on 20, maybe, uh, on radio. Mr. Steve Carson, our dear friend, good morning. Good morning, Sergio. Yeah, but who's counting? I am. <laughs> I am, I am. If, if, if you count, then you have to. you have to then figure out what percentage that is of the total, and that's just that's that's too much to bear. That's the scary part. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, it's uh, a very very muggy morning in Southern California. Uh, I guess of the major heat wave for the weekend, just in time for this holiday, and um, just stay hydrated, everybody. Okay, stay indoors if you're elderly. Um, just, just stay safe, okay? Because this one will definitely um, do some harm, okay? So, having said that, let's go to the outdoors. <laughs> All right, and <laughs> hey, let me go straight to Mr. Andrew Mack with uh, what's been going on in the fresh world, freshwater world. Well, let's go ahead and start it off and, and uh, let everybody know that today is uh, the second uh, of the year of the California Free fishing day um that means that if anyone wants to go out and uh and go fishing uh you can you don't need a, a fishing license required for today all the other laws still still are in effect you know limits uh you know punch cards and things like that so you all you got to follow all the laws it's not like you go out and everything's unlimited you know for fishing wise all it's saying is that if you grab a rod you can throw it in the water and you can go catch a fish um, so good luck on everyone going out today. From there, we're going to start from uh, Santa Ana River Lake, which is a lake that doesn't require you to have a fishing license all year long. Uh, they continue to stock uh, every week with uh, a full truckload of catfish. Um, this week, same as the others, a full truckload came in on Thursday, 
and they've been stocking heavy. Um, they, you know, they've been stocking uh, anywhere from two to two to five pounders mixed in. Uh, but there's so many big fish in the lake. I mean, it seems like every week somebody's going out there and catching a catfish over 10 pounds. This week, another 15 pounder was caught. Uh, this time it was a blue uh, again. And uh, the guy that caught it um, was using mackerel, you know, took it up to the bait store, got some pictures, weighed it, walked it back down, and let it go. Um, so, those, so those big fish are still in there. People are catching them every week. And it's uh, it's been really good fishing over there at Santa Ana River Lakes. Um, from there, we're going to go to uh, Mountain Lakes. Uh, Mountain Lakes, that's probably where Mia's at, um, if, he's some, if he's somewhere else, watching <laughs> by the bluebird. Um, Mountain Lakes, uh, they've been stocking a thousand pounds of catfish every week and, uh, 500 pounds in each lake. Uh, these fish have been biting very well. Uh, usually in the morning, Friday morning, uh, guys are getting them in the shallow, you know, shallow water, maybe casting 10 to 15 feet out. Again, soaking the cut baits, mackerel, shrimp, uh, things like that. And then they're dipping them in Cajun bite on, uh, or just, you know, a blood sauce, some kind of garlic. Um, you know, and catching those fish. From there, uh, we have the Cucamonga or the uh, San Bernardino County Regional Parks. Uh, they continue to stock weekly with uh, 575 pounds of catfish. So that's made up of Cucamonga Wasi, Glen Helen, Ukaipa, Mojave Narrows, and Parado. Uh, they continue to stock, you know, guys are catching them all week long, midweek, in the weekend, you know, whatever it may be, they're getting them. Uh, typically, it's the same kind of routine as you have the lakes with the catfish. In the early morning and the evening, uh, they're getting them kind of out in the open, you know, as the fish are moving around. But midday, as the sun, you know, the sun is at its hottest, try to stick to shaded areas. If there's a boat dock, if there's some kind of shade that these fish can hide under, uh, that's typically what they do. You know, you're gonna kind of want to focus on those. Um, let's see. From there, uh, we have a. <clears throat> if you're looking for trout. Uh, trout at Big Bear Lake uh, has been pretty steady on a boat. The guys that are trolling for them uh, are getting them. Um, typically, you want to go about two miles an hour. Uh, they're kind of focusing on the areas right there by the buoy line, uh, by the dam, and then uh, anywhere around those rocks, uh, probably around 30 feet of water or so. Um, that's where they're picking them up. The shore bite still produced in here and there. I know uh, they have that algae uh, along the shore, so it's kind of making it difficult to cast through it um, and not get the stuff on your bait as it, as it sits at the bottom there. Um, but the fish are still biting. Uh, I did see uh, a couple who was, of all things, catfishing at Big Bear Lake, and they hooked a 24-pound blue catfish. Uh, it was, I believe that one was the third third or fourth largest catfish ever caught in Big Bear Lake uh, to date. Um, but this lady that caught it, she's also the one that holds the lake record. And that one was uh, close to 27 pounds. So, I mean, they definitely know what they're doing. You know, all species are biting up there at Big Bear. I have heard the bass bite is picked up. Um, again, you know, guys are looking for structure, for docks, for weed lines, anything like that, the bass are kind of hanging outside of that, you know, and uh, they're getting them on uh, um, uh, either plastics or they're throwing uh, crankbaits. But, again, if they're running through the algae, they're getting that green stuff on their, you know, the, I call it the salad. They're getting the salad on their bait, and that's uh, definitely affecting the bite. But the fish are still biting up there. 
Um, let's see. So uh, we'll go to Fin and Feather now. Um, Fin and Feather, uh, they stocked catfish about a month and a half ago. Um, it was uh, 3,500 pounds. And these fish, again, morning, afternoon bite, uh, they're getting them. They are definitely getting them. Um, typically, cut bait again. They're getting the catfish, uh, you know, near the weed lines. They're getting the catfish next to the tule. And then as it cools down a little bit in the afternoon, you know, the jetty is paying off. Uh, over there by Catfish Alley is paying off. And uh, going from there. Uh, Finn and Feather also announced um, starting, uh, well, starting in January, mm-hmm. their opening is going to be two weeks earlier. Uh, it's going to start on January 14th this year. Instead of, uh, instead of, uh, the first Saturday in February. Um, so which means that they're gonna start stocking earlier. They're probably gonna start stocking in December. Um, but the lake will be closed for, fi- for fishing. So it's not like, you know, anyone can go in there and start catching them. But they will have again above 20,000 pounds of fish stocked, uh, right before the opener. And, uh, what they're also gonna do is they're gonna allow, uh, fishing in between the hunting season. So it used to, the fishing season used to end in October, but now they're going to let it go all the way until November 21st. And basically you're going to be able to fish on the opposite days of hunting. So they allow hunting Wednesdays and Sundays. So you're going to be allowed to fish Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. And then Sunday, obviously, it's going to be closed for hunting. And that's going to continue, you know, from October till November 21st is going to be your last day uh, to fish. And so it's kind of like they're, they're giving you, they're giving you extra, extra, a couple extra weeks of fish. So it's pretty cool, pretty good stuff over there at, uh, at, uh, Palm Fin and Feather. Um, now from there, what? Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, yeah, from there we're going to go up to, uh, the Sierras. The Sierras have been doing very well. Um, typically in the lakes that the BFFE Foundation is stocking. So what that is, is it's based on all donations uh, up there, and they basically are taking over the stocking program. And they're responsible for tagging the trout up there. They're also responsible for uh, bringing in the bigger fish. So when you see, like, those four to, to eight-pounders that are being caught, like, out of lower Virginia Lake, uh, Bridgeport in the upper twin, lower twin, um, uh, those kind of areas up there, kind of closer to Bridgeport, Bridgeport Reservoir, uh, this foundation is the one that's responsible for that, and that's where those big fish are coming from. I did see that uh, um, that Lee Vining area uh, stopped recently. They stopped Tioga Lake. They stopped a couple of those lakes. They also stopped Lee Vining Creek. Now, those are not state stops that they're getting. What Lee Vining did, and I actually spoke to one of the uh, the owners of the tackle shop there in town uh, a couple months back. Everybody there, they set up um, uh, a bins for donations to to pay for these stockings because basically they're not getting them. So everyone in the town, a lot of people that visit it, they you know a couple dollars here and there, you know, went a long way, and they were able to stock the, all those areas a couple weeks back. And the fishing has been really good up there. <clears throat> um, they've been doing, uh, the creek has been getting them up to about three pounds, uh, same as the lakes, you know, three pounds, but again, for, for half the year, they, they weren't getting touched at all for the stocks, and now it's a whole different ballgame. Um, over there at, uh, at, uh, uh, what's that lake? Um, not Kachuma, um, Crawley. Over there at Lake Crawley, um, not only are the trout biting, but now they're, they're starting to see a good amount of the perch. Uh, that are in there. 
And uh, some of the guys are getting, you know, pretty good size up to about a pound. I did see uh, one of the kayak groups set out there, and uh, they're getting a good amount of fish that way. But um, the Sierras are doing very well. Um, so from there, uh, we're going to head down to uh, our favorite lake, uh, Lake Elsinore. Mm -hmm. So is there anything about that lake? Um, I mean, you know, they're still dealing with the algae bloom, I and mean, they'll, they'll, that'll uh, surely pass. But until then, just stay clear of the water. Um, I know that the fish are still biting in there. You, you, how do I know? Well, you can see them puddling. Okay, so you know the fish are okay. You know what I'm saying? It's just an algae bloom. We're going to get past this and then uh, move forward. But you know what? You go to Lake Elsinore anyway. There's so much other stuff to do. Uh, we, I've been touting this for a long time long time mm -hmm. you can get over there go to a nice restaurant um all kinds of things that you can do while you're there okay i will give you a heads up i'm looking forward to having mr jonathan oliver skinner in studio next week along with mayor tim sheridan so looking forward to that okay we're going to take our first break with a huge shout out to our boy cliff keep healing brother we'll see you real soon all right angels radio am 830 klaa angler chronicles we'll be right back she woke up and took me by the hand. She's gonna love me in my Chevy van, and that's alright with me. Angels Ringo. AM830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale-watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830 KLA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And uh, as we looked at um, all the reports, Andrew, um, from Southern California, uh, freshwater still has a lot of life in it, okay? Um, just definitely today, if you're fishing out there, stay under, underneath a tree, get some shade, put an umbrella up. Just uh, stay, um, stay cool, stay hydrated, because it's going to be a doozy this weekend, okay? But 
As we transition now into salt water, I want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, last Sunday, Ron, we left on the El Dorado for a day and a half, and um, it was one of those epic-type fishing days uh, that don't come as often as you think. You know, um, this has been the staple for the last couple of weeks. So we got a chance to go out there, or at least me, uh, experience it. You had done it on the sun phone before, but uh, this was simply, simply crazy. Uh, we had a full boat, okay? We, we went out with our 32 of our favorite friends <laughs> on the El Dorado and um, got some bait as much as we could. And the next morning, we left in the evening, and by what, what, what time did you put the line in? About 6? Oh, yeah, it was right at daybreak. Right at daybreak. Um, of course, those people that know me know that I didn't get up. <laughs> I didn't get up until 7.30, okay, because I like my sleep. And you guys had made two stops, and I never heard hookup. So I go, I'm good. Got up at 7.30, Andrew and Steve, and went up to the galley, had myself a good breakfast, and dozed off. <laughs> Until 10 a.m. I can't believe I dozed off in the galley and nobody took any pictures this time that I know of. Okay. And so at 10.30, uh, there was another stop on a patty. And I said, you know, I think get up now and go, go throw a line out. Well, that drift lasted until 4, uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, 4, 4.30 in the afternoon. One stop shop. Okay. I think we lost more than we boated, and yet we boated close to 300 fish, okay? I think it was 255 was the final count. Uh, this was ridiculous fishing if you had a little bit of a clue, okay? I, I did see a lot of firsts. I mean, we easily had what? Um, 10, 15 people never caught a Dorado before in the yeah. boat. So that was so cool to see. Okay, we had, uh, we didn't have any, we had some lady, we had a lady on, we had a kid on there. So we, we had everybody covered. Okay, um, my first line in the water was 15 pound tests with a number four hook. Steve, it got bit right away. Not a problem. You know, brought it in on the bass rod, not a problem. These fish were probably 10 pounds, 12 pounds, okay, at max. Brought it in, not a problem. The next time I hook up another one on the next bait, I hook and hand it, and guess what happened? It got bit off. I said, okay, no worries. I put another hook. Did it again. Hooked and handed it, and they busted it off this time because I caught the guy, Ron, touching the drag. <laughs> Okay, look, guys, once you're on the fish, you don't adjust the drag, number one. But number two, if you're getting a rod from me or Ron and we're handing it off, rest assured that the drag's already been set for what you need to do, okay? When you drop in line, you've got to be easy. You've got to back off the drag so that the line doesn't bust, okay? That The more drag, the tighter it becomes, and then it, it's called 15-pound test because it will bust right around 15 pounds of pressure, okay? So, you know what? If, it, if the fish wants to run, let them run. Don't be anxious. Don't let the adrenaline hit you, okay? Just be patient. Keep a bend on the rod. Follow your line. 
go communicate with everybody. <laughs> Ron's rolling his eyes. Um, communicate with everybody in the rail and, and get your fish in. But remember, the beautiful thing is that we're fishing in 2,500 to 5,000 feet. There is no reef. There is no, other than the kelp paddy, there is no kelp that you're going to get stuck on. So let them run if they want to run. And that's going to become very important because, yes, last week we covered Dorado. I want to cover yellowfin tuna right now because they're really making a showing. So that was it. I will tell you that I limited out in 12, in 12 baits. I had my 10 fish because we're in U.S. waters, and it was that easy. Okay, it was that easy. Uh, key. Ron, for me, was not necessarily line because I started with 15, ended with 25, okay? And from a number 4 hook to a number 1-0 hook. I noticed that when I was letting people use my rod, they were getting bit off because the hook was too small. They would swallow it. So with a 1-0, it gave you, gave you a little bit better chance. And remember, these are very toothy Critters, okay, they they do have teeth, okay. Really evident this time around. You can see they were just feasting on on um, on bait fish, okay. That was line was not an issue. The I think the, the the saving thing here was the bait that you chose, okay. The bait was half and half. I think that um, I was really uh, taken aback about how warm the water was in the hand well, okay. I think that. Maybe the temperature changed the bait a bit. Um, you had two types of bait. Green, red, with scales missing. Very easy to catch in the hand well. And that God, light green, kind of yellowish tone to it. That was just a dark. It was very hard to catch in the, in the, in the hand well. You got a hold of that one, put on your hook real fast. Make sure the scales are still in the fish and not in your hands, and you got it in the water as fast as possible. And put it probably, and get it out 10 feet. You didn't have to go that far. The fish would make a run, and you'd get bit instantly. You could literally see the Dorado. If you just got to the rail, look down, you could see him free swimming. Okay? So that's how good it was. All right? So. Uh, I heard it's uh, slowed down a bit in the last few days. They're still catching them. They're just getting a little more finicky. That's when I think 25, maybe drop down to 15, maybe 12. Um, the problem with uh, using lighter line, you know, you're going to tangle, and it's goodbye. All right, you're going to lose uh, uh, more line, and you can't pull as hard to get them in as fast as possible. Okay, I do know people that were using 30 and 40. They, too, were getting bit. So it was just different times of day. Ron, we started at about 10.30, and I know I put my rod away at 1. I said, I'm done. Okay? Um, it was one hook for every fish. You, you, they'd gaff a fish and then cut your line, so you had to go back, tie on another hook. I, th I think I spent more time tying leaders and hooks than I did fishing. But it was phenomenal. Uh, we should have limited we didn't, but we got pretty damn close at 255. All right, your take, Ron, on that particular trip on the El Dorado last week. Uh, you know, I just, uh, you're right. It, 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 uh, you started off, you know, because they were telling us, hey, go down to the uh, small hooks the, uh, and the light line. And, uh, you know, 25 pounds it ended up being during the day. And like you said, 1-0 hook. It just... The whole key was you've already covered it was the bait selection and um 
if you got a good lively bait, you got bit. Mm-hmm. And if you did, if you didn't, it took a little while longer to eventually get bit because you do. Uh, we all know, and Steve always says that Dorado are very stupid. So eventually they will bite just because there's nothing else around them. But if you look in the water, there is a ton of bait in the water. So mm-hmm. right now they're getting a little more finicky, and you just have to be patient. You just have to, uh, uh, well. You just got to want to go fish. I have never seen anything like it. Um, for the first time in my life, I was actually tired of reeling fishing. And, um, <laughs> it, it, and I forgot how hard. They're so much fun. I forgot how hard they pull. Uh, just uh, And love to watch them jump. That's every photographer's dream is to see what they do. So. Yeah, yeah. I wish we would have filmed it. Uh, but, you know, what? it was definitely a, um, a fun day. Uh, I got a chance to let out some steam. I hadn't fished in three weeks, which is really rare for me. But I got a chance to get on the water on a very good bite. Just a ton of fun with all these uh, great people we had. I mean, we had 32 people, but um, everybody worked together. There was there's a few tangles, but, I mean, once you talk people that, you know, follow your line, always stay in front. And also, guys, remember this, because this is the type of fishing that we're doing. It's all surface fishing. You have two feet, and they're meant to move. You're either going to go to your left or you're going to go to your right, depending on the drift. The captain will let you know. Start at the end of the line. Those of you that like to cast right in the middle of the conga line, as I call it, um, those are the ones that usually get up tangling. Not only are you going to lose, uh, your your neighbor's going to lose line, but so are you. So it's not the brightest thing in the world. Go to the back of the line and then follow your bait around. If your bait does not swim out and swims back to the boat, change it. Bring it up and change it. One of the things I got, there was a a young guy by the name of Sal, and I caught him, Steve. Uh, He casted his his, uh, bait, was bringing it up, looked at it, it was still wiggling, and makes another cast with it. I told him, you know, did it get bit the first time? He goes, no. What makes you think they're going to want it the second time? And he goes, well, I haven't been getting bit. And I go, well, how many times you throw that one? He goes, this is my third time throwing it. I said, okay, that's not good. I said, bring it in, go get a new bait. He went, got a new bait, got bit instantly. You want to talk a little bit about that, Steve, and how? Well, well yeah, you, you've hit on so many different things, Sergio. It's, it, it, it's, it's hard to know where to start first. Going back to the beginning about uh, uh, the number of fish you were getting bit off by, um, you can go to a small circle hook. So even when they're when they're being finicky, um, the circle hook not always, but will tend to slide to the corner of their mouth and help prevent bite offs. And, and also a short piece of fluorocarbon, maybe three feet, is enough. Um, right at the end of your line, uh, even if the fish are biting well and you don't need the fluorocarbon for its invisibility properties, um, it's a little bit more. Um, abrasion resistant and um, so that will also help prevent getting bit off uh, oh gosh you hit on the drag and a lot of people especially if they weren't born in Southern California and grew up fishing salt water they grew up uh, you know other parts of the country fishing in fresh water uh, they have been taught since they were little, and it's, it's ingrained. They can't make themselves stop. That if a fish, you know, swims off, swims too far, he's going to get under a log or under a rock or, 
you know, somehow uh, under a dock and get you tangled up and you're going to lose him. Therefore, you, if the fish is running, you have to stop him. Okay? If that is your instinct, slap yourself. Um, but, you know, a lot of these saltwater reels cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Half the price that you paid for that reel is for the drag. Let the drag do its job. Uh, you can catch, if you're using, you mentioned 15-pound test line. If you're using 15-pound test line and use the drag properly, let the drag do its job, you can catch a 30- or 40-pound fish. I do it all the time. Uh, the flip side of that is, is if you use the drag wrong, uh, a 6- or 7-pound fish can easily break 15-pound test line. So it's not telling you how big of a fish you can catch. So, uh, again, if you're not sure how to, uh, how to operate your drag or where to set it, grab a crewman, have them, sh have them do it for you. And uh, then once they've done that, kind of get the feel for it. Feel, okay, how, how tight is that? Well, it's not too tight. The fish can take it out. But as soon as he stops, uh, you can work him back in. All right. Well, so, listen, stay stay with that bug. I got to take a short break. We'll come I back. I knew I heard the music. I knew I heard that music. Yeah, but remember where you were because you're talking some really good stuff here. All right, folks. We're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio, Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish holds, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 
Welcome back. This is Anger Chronicles, and let me go back to Steve. We were talking about all the little things that are going on during this Dorado bite right now. Drags, line selection, hook selection. So, Steve, continue, please. Line selection. Yeah. Uh, again, once again, a lot of people uh, grew up fishing in freshwater where, number one, most freshwater fish are ambush predators. That is, they hide behind you know, a rock or something, and when, when, when they see a bait that's not doing too well, then they, they spring out and ambush it and get it. So they want a wounded bait or a bleeding bait or a dying bait. That's what a freshwater fish wants. Whereas our pelagic, by the way, that pelagic is a fancy word for swims around in the open ocean near the surface. Pelagic game fish have evolved uh, chasing their food down at high speed. That's their, that's their mode of feeding. So if the bait is not moving, they're not necessarily that interested in it. They want that, that bait trying to get away because that's going to trigger their predatory instinct. And another one, specifically talking about your friend that you were, that you were trying to help out that, that kept recasting the same bait. Also when you're freshwater fishing as opposed to being on a party boat where there's a giant bait tank full of thousands and thousands of baits, uh, typically, you you go freshwater fishing. You buy you know a dozen shiners or a dozen minnows, and they cost a dollar a piece or more. And, right. and if if they've got the slightest amount of kick left to them, um, and knowing full well that a freshwater game fish will attack once that once that bait doesn't look that good, you're going to keep casting it out over and over again um, till you either lose it or or get a bite on it. And so that's that, that's a big change for a lot of people. And also, you, you have to realize, people are out there, again, they fish maybe someplace else all their lives. They've got a lot of sensory input happening. Um, number one, there's the motion of the boat. And uh, sometimes you've got to get a doctor on, on the air, uh, and we can discuss motion sickness. Um, that's, that's number one. Just a lot of different things all happening to people. They tend to get tunnel vision. So when you're yelling at them, Sergio, maybe they don't want to listen to you anyway. <laughs> but right, right off the bat, they've got, they, you know, they, they've got a, a resistance to whatever you say, and they've got tunnel vision. They've got a fish hook, maybe the biggest fish hook of their life, and it's jumping, and it's what color? It looks like it's got a light bulb inside of it. Um, they, their feet are anchored to the, to the floor. They cannot move. They cannot hear you. They, they they literally are looking down a tunnel. Yeah, well, it's so important, you know. You talk about the feet being stuck to the to the actual deck. Uh, you got to keep moving. Uh, the boat's drifting; it's not on anchor. Okay, so if it's drifting, the boat itself is shifting. Uh, you're hoping that it, it it shifts straight on a sideway motion, but sometimes the bow goes a little forward. Sometimes it swings with the stern. If you're not paying attention. Okay. What happens is you're, you think your line's right in front of you on the stern and you're fishing about. Okay. And you've taken everybody along for the ride with you. Okay. It's a very similar to the guys that they want to throw jigs on the stern. 
the why, why don't you do that? Because everybody's fly line. And when you toss out a jig, when you bring it in, that treble's going to grab everybody's line and bring it in. So all the work that they put in to get that bait away from the boat is all for naught. And if you pull all those baits out of the water, guess what? You can shut down the bite as well. All right, so jigs from the bait tank forward, preferably off the bow, and then um, um, fly lining right off the back of the boat. But you're right. And Sergio, Sergio, uh, and again, you have to be a little empathetic. I know that that you usually are. Not always. Not always. But usually. People did not grow up fishing that style. Again, they're they're used to usually freshwater fishing from wherever they're from, or maybe fishing on a small boat with only one other person. Mm-hmm. And you know, you kind of have to help them out, gently remind them, you know, step to the left, step to the right, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Also, going back to the other thing about jigs with this Dorado bike that we have going on, please, 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 no jigs, no lures, no poppers, no stick baits. You know, just stick with the and no sinkers with your with your sardines or Oh anchovies. Lord, I saw that as well. Yeah, so, but, so please, yeah. please, just fly line. That that means no sinker, no nothing, just a hook. Fly line, a live bait when you're fishing for Dorado. Any kind of a lure is just a super dangerous situation waiting to happen. Somebody waiting to get injured. Well, we had, we had, uh, yeah, it, it can happen with bait. I saw somebody get slapped in the face with a bait. As somebody else was casting, okay. So uh, yeah, just um, just just get, uh, mind your safety on this one because it, it can get ugly. Uh, a size four hook will dig in really nice, okay. So be aware of that. Um, so with all that said, let me go back to Ron. You're the director. Anything that you would recommend? I mean, we've got another trip. A little bit different than the one we're leaving on the Ocean Odyssey on Tuesday. It's going to be a little different because it's two and a half day, and I, I suspect we're going to get into the bluefin and the yellowfin as well as the Dorado. But anything that you want to add to the bite that we had on the El Dorado? No, I just you just have to be prepared for everything. I mean, there believe it or not, there there were yellowtail out there, but you couldn't get by the Dorado. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. and here, here's another thing we could we could say tackle. Right, tackle is very, very important. Well, no, but how many people did we see where they needed a forklift to bring oh, tackle, yeah. and all they used was line and hooks? Well, you know, we uh, we usually, uh, you know, like we try to help out everybody, so we take a little more rods than we need. I only use two rods all day, and it's just um, I brought eight. Yeah, <laughs> and well, I brought six, and and. You know, on a normal trip on that two and a half day, I don't think six or eight is enough. Um, but it's the tackle inside. You're hitting on, Sergio, you're hitting on something very interesting there. Right. Because, yes, um, on your particular trip, you really only needed one or two. And on most trips, um, whatever it may be, whether it be, uh, you know, bluefin tuna, yellowfin tuna, yellowtail, you name it, you probably only end up using one or two of the rigs you bring. Right. The trick is you don't know before you leave the dock which of the two of the six or eight that you brought it's going to be. Right, and, and you know, and, and, and I go that prediction. And I go one step further. Now, granted, we're lucky in the sense that we have sponsors for rods and reels and all that stuff. But um, I bring extra, and I bring it. I double up and triple up. 
Okay, for example, I'll have two to three bass rods with me at all time. Not, not that they're all necessarily rigged differently. Sometimes they're all rigged identically, but those are the ones that can say, go try it. Go give it a shot, okay? Um, my biggest thing, okay, lately, and, and I'm, I've taken a step back, I'm tired of arguing, okay? This is the one thing, I think it was just getting older. I try to tell people what works best. And they see me, and they see me get bit, Ron get bit. And so when we see that they're not getting bit as well as we are, we try to offer words of wisdom, right? What I don't like is when they think they know more than you. Okay? And that's that's been my pet peeve, I think, this season. But I told uh, Ron, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just throw it out the window. Yep. I'm just not even going to worry about it anymore. If you want to catch fish, we'll help you catch more fish. We, do you want to do it your way? Do it your way. You know, and, 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 you know how many times that I have uh, just actually, I've watched other people as well, and what I was doing wasn't working and end up doing what some... But they're rude about it, Ron. Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> and as you go up there and say, hey... Um, you know, you might want to try this. Hey, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I go, no so problem. So now I'm gonna, we're going to offer our seminar. Yep. And then if anybody wants our help, they can come and ask us. I, I think the biggest <laughs> thing that I see out there, and it is time and time again, you know, they don't have fresh line. They, their spools are down to, you know, to a quarter or half empty. And, and um, I, I just, I and, and we completely tell them, hey, this is, uh, one of our very dear friends hasn't been fishing uh, in over a year because of circumstances. Well, his line was a year old, and I think he busted off uh, probably eight fish until he realized, you know what, my line not be very good. So, yep, you got to change it. Um, <laughs> you got to change it. And but you now, Steve, you know, he goes over this every single time. It's just you got to have assortment of hooks. You got to have clean line, new line, whatever you're going to do, and you got to have nick free. You know, as you're reeling back in, you can feel all the nicks and all the abrasions, and you just got to pay attention. Yeah. So be prepared, and uh, you know, Steve always puts this out. Steve, maybe you can do it again. The five setups you can't leave home without. Um, don't get on a boat, um, anything overnight and above, and even three quarter these days because we just don't know. I mean, such amazing fishery that we have here, we just don't know. All right, I'm going to take a caller here. It looks we have um, we have Riches has a question about I don't know, but we'll figure it out here. What to do with the belly? Oh, very good. Okay, so um, I don't know, um, Andrew. You've got a big belly. What do you do with the belly, baby? Ow! I mean, do, do, do you go to a spa? Do you I've go never seen to... an earthworm with a big belly? Huh? That's because you've never seen a very well-fed earthworm. Andrew Max, a very well-fed earthworm. Earthworm. Nah. Anyway, so let, uh, as soon as we can get Rich on the line, is Rich? Is this you here? Hey! 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 Hey. All right, so tell me. Yeah, I've got, I got home a big bag of, of uh, Dorado bellies with my catch that I caught on uh, on Thursday on the Eldorado. Okay. So. And, uh, do you guys barbecue them or fry them? Uh, you know, the, the bellies are... I'm going to give that question. Who oh, wants good. it? I'm the worst one for this. Steve, you want to take this? Andrew, you want to take this? I, I'm not a cook, but I am gonna right now. I'm actually hold on, guys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, everybody. The internet is hold so on, Steve. Helpful. I've got to. I've got to do a commercial. Everybody, save that question. We'll we'll get it to Rich. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. We'll be right back.
Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses fishing syndicate, custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods, the perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. Tell me something that I don't know. Give me nothing but love and hope. I hope I can find my paradise. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angel Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And we went to a break. We were talking with Rich, and Rich wanted to know what to do with the Dorado bellies. Andrew, Steve, you guys want to jump in? I personally don't cook them, Rich. Um, Ron, you don't either, right? No, I just fillets. I like yeah, it's just a fillet. So, Steve, Andrew, either one of you? Well, I'm, I'm yeah. So basically, cook, but all you got to do is just go. Right oh, to this Mr. Is bad. Google, Can't hear Steve at all. Dorado belly preparation, and you'll get a hundred different, hundred different choices. Pick your recipe, pick your spices, go for it. That's the one. You know what, Steve? That is the absolute best recommendation, Rich. Basically, go to YouTube, put put Dorado belly preparation, and you'll get a step by step. There's there's got to be hundreds of YouTube videos. Okay, uh, Andrew, you got anything in particular you'd like to do with yours? Yeah, basically I, how I would cook it, you know, same way I would do the fillets, is you lay out a piece of foil, put the bellies on there, maybe about four about four or five or so, and uh, sprinkle um, a little bit of garlic salt, um, some butter, uh, what else, um, some brown sugar, some pancake syrup, and then uh, just a splash of lemon juice. Wrap all that up in the foil and then throw it on the barbecue for eight minutes on each side. Take it go. out and it's... There you go, Rich. I hope that helps, brother. Okay, yeah, I've got like five pounds of them. I saw some photos of you on Facebook. Yes, absolutely. So you go get them. 
Get, I'll tell you what, if it works out, give us a call back and let us know how it tasted and what method you used, okay? Will do. Sounds good. All Thanks. right, Have Rich. Good... Thank you, my friend. All right. Okay, so... rock on in one more time. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. You know what? Ron, what does this mean? It means there's only one man that can answer this question. How's the ice? How's the ice? Oh, you know, I don't know what's going on here. Let me see. There it is. You guys know where this is? It can only mean one thing. It's the VIP himself. The ice man. Oh, jump like a candle. Love that. Anyway, without further ado, Mr. Steve Phelps, okay, from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, sounds like you had a really good trip. I'm glad you guys had a good trip on that El Dorado. Uh, Captain TJ did it a couple more times after that. Uh, yesterday, he had limits of quality Dorado, 31 anglers, had 310 Dorado, 8 yellowfin tuna up to 40 pounds, and one nice bluefin. So Captain TJ's been getting it done this week, guys. It's been really, really good overnight fishing. Um, looks like your next chance to get on the El Dorado is Monday night with Captain TJ and crew. It's mm -hmm. been good fishing. you got to get out before, uh, you know, how, who knows how long these things are going to be around. But right now, there's a lot of fish out there, guys. you got to get out. Yeah, the nice thing, uh, all this fishing is happening on U.S. waters, in U.S. waters, which means that your limits are increased, okay? It's up to 10, Dorado. Okay, do you need all 10? I don't know. It's up to you. But you can catch 10 if you want, okay? And uh, also some bluefin and some yellowfin mixed in. How fun is that? Okay, so what, um, the El Dorado leaves every night overnight? Yeah, it leaves every night for overnight freelance fishing. Um, you know, whatever Captain TJ decides to do, that's what he's going to be doing. Um, for now, it's going to be the uh, the offshore stuff, uh, Dorado, kelp paddy fishing, yelltail, you know, bluefin, uh, yellowfin. Uh, your next chance, like I mentioned earlier, is Monday night at 8.30 p.m., uh, you just need to jump on the website, longbeachsportfishing.com, and then click the book online tab. Uh, just a side note here, guys. Um, I usually give you the, the phone number there. We're, we're having slight phone issues. Frontier's not going to be out there until, I don't know, maybe two weeks by the time they get out there. But you got to call 562-432-8994. That's 8994, not the 8993 number, guys. Um, if you call the 8993 number, it'll just keep ringing. So... Hopefully we get that problem squared away, but it hasn't seemed to, you know, really hurt us too bad. You know, our boats are selling out. So just remember, 562-432-8994. But, again, you, just, you can just go on the website and book your trips as well. All right. And the victory. Talk to me about the victory. Victory, uh, it, he's been doing good, Captain Phil and Captain George. Uh, before that wind, we had wind, as you guys know, for mm -hmm. two or three days, kind of pushed the Dorado a little farther south. Um, but before that wind... Uh, they had 150 Dorado and uh, one Yellowtail. But the victory is going to be doing the same thing until these fish are gone or until they're out of their three-quarter day range. Every day at 6 a.m. And I think uh, I think we're sold out until actually Friday of next week, guys. So oh, wow. you got to book ahead of time. They're selling out quick. We, we still only take 40. So the trips are selling out fast. Victory departs every single morning at 6 a.m., returns between 4 and 5, sometimes a little later depending on where you're fishing. 
Um, but uh, again, they're going to be doing the offshore stuff until until they can't. And then we'll switch over to something else. Yeah. So make sure you uh, you plan ahead of schedule. Okay, and get on this. Uh, all right, so one more time, the best way to make a booking. Longbeachsportfishing.com. Click the Book Online tab at the top of the page. Uh, you just have to you know, select your trip. If, if, if it's a green button next to it, that means it's available. If it's red, it's sold out. Um, and, again, the number for now, 562-432-8994. Excellent. Well, listen, Steve, it was great to see you on Taco Tuesday as well. And I got my speaker walk, working just the right now. Ron, see this? Can you hear it? There he is. I can hear it really well for the ice man. Yeah, because he's the VIP. All right, Steve, thank you so much for the report, victory, and the El Dorado Long Beach sport fishing. Much appreciated, and we'll see you real soon. Yeah, we'll see. I'll see you in a little while. I'm going to see you guys at breakfast. Oh, you're coming to breakfast. We'll make sure that you... Shelly. Shelly misses you, so she has to see you again. She likes her Uncle Serge, so I will be there. <laughs> All right? All right. right, guys. All right, take care, my friend. Thanks. All right. Well, there, there it is. You know, um, we talk about it until we're blue in the face. Okay, the fish are there. These boats are full. You're going to go out. You better be ready. And once you're out there, you better follow some basic rules. Keep the line in front of you. You know, uh, move. In other words, use your feet. If somebody isn't moving to your right or your left, gently nudge them if they don't listen to you and tell them it's kind of move. I guarantee you that the captain and deckhand will support you if you say, hey, guys, move down to the right. Take a step to the left. Okay, I am always make make fun. And I go, to the left, to the left. Remember that the Beyonce song? So you, you got to make it fun, but keep moving. And it's okay, if you're on a party boat, it's okay to go get another bait. If you're a private boat, that may be a little more challenging because you do have a limited amount of bait, as Steve said, was referencing to the freshwater. But um, just a, a word, uh, when we were on the El Dorado, we got swarmed by probably six smaller craft, okay, you know, personal boaters. It's really not cool to uh, be within casting distance, okay, of a party boat, especially off the stern. Because when you're back there, you're killing the entire chum line. Okay, it's okay off the sides. Okay, you can take advantage of that chum line without getting in their way and without breaking the chum line. So if you don't know how, stay clear of them. If you do, Okay, believe me, and they'll let you know when you're in the wrong place. Just uh, don't take it personally. Start the boat and move it, okay? And also, trolling in a circle around a party boat is <laughs> not necessarily a good thing, okay? So, yeah, Steve, I, it, was, uh, it was a circus act, but, um, you know, everybody caught fish, and um, I feel bad for these party boat captains, okay? Uh, because, you know, it's craziness. So anybody that's got a floating mechanism is out there. Okay? You know how crazy this is, Steve? I have heard, I have heard that they're even getting these Dorado on bow and arrow. You heard anything about <laughs> that, Andrew? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I did it for the first time uh, on our trip on the Tornado. What'd you do? Um, I mean, the fish, the fish were 
kind of what happened was when we pulled up to the kelp, we actually pulled all the dorado off the kelp, and and they thought we were the kelp because we we drifted for three and a half hours, one stop, like you were saying on your trip. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's Dorado all over the place. So I brought my bow, you know, just in case that opportunity arrived, and and sure enough, it did. So I had I had about six fish in my bag. I said, you know what, I'm gonna go try and and, and try and get this done because me personally, I've never heard of anyone uh, to get a Dorado on bow fishing setup. I've heard spear guns, uh, of course, rod and reel. Um, I've had heard a couple fish that've been taken with a bow, like a. Um, one guy got a Mako shark a couple of years ago that was over 800 pounds. Um, I heard of one yellowtail. Uh, but the thing with bow fishing is 100% legal in California to do it. Uh, there is a couple species that you can't touch, obviously black sea bass, uh, Garibaldi, stuff like that. You know, you can't touch with a bow. You can't touch with anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do it with a bow, you have to find these fish in, like, the three-foot water column and above to just to be able to get that arrow from wherever you're shooting off the platform in the water to actually hit the fish and stick. And that's, so that's the challenge. That's, I mean, that's why, no, you know, well, well, Jay, we got about less than a minute, so I, I just want to make it wrap it up. But it, it's just amazing to see what you did there. Uh, bow and arrow, like you do the carp and you got your Dorado. Um, kudos, kid. Kudos. Uh, and while yeah. I've got you on, um, we got to do a big, huge shout out for one of our friends. Julian, okay, and he wants me to send out a shout. I'm going to put it just like it's written. A, a shout out to DVO Warden. Uh, they're out in Arizona okay. listening to Angler Chronicles, and uh, they said they don't believe in that we do shoot, uh, shout outs. So there you go. DVO Warden, Warden from Arizona. All right. I can hear the music in the background. It means we've got to go. First hour in the books. Second hour, we'll come back with Danny Jackson. This is Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA, Angler Chronicles. Welcome back to hour number two. With more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Turn up that music so we can really hear. All right, folks, this is Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, the Zanger Chronicles. And that's the song, Ron. That's the song. He's, he's got pink shirt and blue shoes. Step back and watch that jig fly. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Danny Jackson, I didn't give you a big, long one because I like the pink shirt and blue shoes. I can just see you in those. Danny? Yeah, I oh I know. You know, I don't I don't dress up that often anymore, <laughs> Sergio. But you used to have blue suede shoes. I know you did. Oh well, I I don't I'm not sure that I did even in high school, <laughs> but maybe I did. That was so long ago. I I don't even know if I had shoes. I don't know. But uh, anyway, good morning to everyone, Sergio. Glad to hear you back, of course, in 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 studio. And good morning to Steve Carson and Ron Hobbs and Andrew Andrew Mack and. Um, it's, you know, it's just nice to have the full crew there this morning, including Steve. Always appreciate his uh, information. Um, I'm going to get to the show in just a moment here because um special show tomorrow and very timely. Uh, I was out I, I was out yesterday, Sergio, out of Freedom Boat Club, but not fishing. 
this shows the, the variety of things you can do out of Freedom Boat Club. We just took a bow rider. Jack and Carrie had a little time off and grandsons. And, and uh, they kind of tooled up and down the coast a little bit, went into L.A. Harbor, you know, the things that I like to do. But getting back to fishing, which is much more important here, uh, I was going to let you know that Paul Hansen, I had a talk with him yesterday, actually day before yesterday, he saw, he found a pocket, talking about Dorado and tuna and things, he found a pocket of 79 degree water, not not too far from here, from uh, from Newport, 79 degree water. I couldn't believe it. And, and uh, but anyway, the reason I'm mentioning that, I don't think these water are going to go away uh, soon. Uh, and Corby tells me to stand by for yellowfin tuna. He says they're coming up the line. You know, those guys that are getting them. And uh, Paul uh, Paul Hansen uh, verified that. He said they are hooking a few. They're seeing them. I think, you know, with the warm water, you know, September, it's September. You know, that doesn't mean fishing's over. That means fishing, the, the good fishing is, is going to be here soon, you know, right after Labor Day. So I, I would look for not only Dorado, but also these uh, yellowfin tuna to, to, to start appearing in the counts and, and mixing in there. Uh, well, well, Danny, let up. me just let me yeah, interrupt there. I mean, just think about it. Back in the day when you and I used to go on our long range together, remember that? We made those oh, sure. trips in October, September, October, November, because those were the better months. Those were when the fish yeah. would settle in better. This is, uh, I think we're just like, Don Ashley always says, September, September, September. Well, guess what? Yeah. We're just starting September. It's been good already. I can only imagine what it's going to be like. Okay, so I, yeah, I, I really believe it will be, Sergio. And yeah, I'll point no. to something else for you. Steve Carson posted, I think it was yesterday before on Friends of Angler Chronicles about a bluefin tuna that was caught with a Golden Gate Bridge in the background. I uh, saw that. Okay, yeah. Carson, you want to say something about that? Well, yeah, actually, I posted up two pictures. One was uh, the, earlier. I think I'd put up Thursday. Uh, about a 125-pound bluefin caught, uh, and the, the, the anglers uh, launched inside the bay and went down off of uh, Half Moon Bay, which is about 20 miles south, and, um, and caught that bluefin, and so then posed the photo in front of the Golden Gate. And then yesterday, I posted a picture of a 195-pound bluefin caught out of Bodega Bay, which is the next bay north of San Francisco. Um, some of you might remember that's where famously, Bodega Bay is mostly famous for having been the filming location for Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Um, that, that's, that's really, they've never been able to live that down. 60 years later, that's still what they're known for, but a 195-pound bluefin uh, caught, not by accident, by the way, the angler there uh, is a very skilled angler, uh, a friend of Captain James Smith of the California Dawn, knew where they were, went out, uh, and trolled that one up. And um, also, even further north, now they haven't had a, a mixture of the giant bluefin, but you've got school-sized bluefin and Dorado and albacore swimming around uh, in pretty good numbers, on the albacore anyway, um, up from Fort Bragg north and into Oregon. It's pretty crazy stuff out there on the open ocean. And I think it's just a matter of time. It may only happen for a few days, but those anglers up, again, around the, the, uh, the California-Oregon border, they're probably going to have a period 
where you've got the big bluefin like we've been seeing mixed in with albacore and a few dorado just for spice. Haven't seen much in the way of yellowtail from up there, but uh, it's probably because nobody's going after them. So yeah, pretty it, crazy it, fishing. It really crazy fishing out there. But let me bring it back down to... Um, to uh, Denny Jackson, and uh, they want to thank uh, Paul Hansen, Captain Paul Hansen, for giving us that information. Uh, Danny, I'll be honest, I was on the Ocean Odyssey, not the Ocean Odyssey, the uh, El Dorado last Monday, and I put my hand in the bait, in the hand well, and the water was so warm. Yeah. It had to be close to okay. 80. So, yeah, yeah. It's, we got warm water. Great opportunity to, get, to take advantage of Freedom Boat Club. I'm telling you, if you, if you remember... Well, let, let me... Let me tell you about that. You know, yesterday afternoon, first of all, the weather, I know the, the Dorado count dipped a little bit earlier in the week. Paul was telling me because it was some strong westerlies blowing. But, uh, yes, that has kind of stopped here, at least for now. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I, you know, I was out locally. There were no westerlies at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, at least off of Long Beach. And uh, when we came in about 2 o'clock, there was boats uh, coming in, Freedom Boat Club boats with Dorado, I mean, so they're, you know, they're between, uh, they're out in the channel they're looking for the kelp. So I saw them yesterday. So anyway, let me get right back into this, what's going to happen here tomorrow. We're going to run the uh, Freedom Boat Club, I call it the Freedom Boat Club Special 2022. I did a little bit of a revision in this in this one, not not a lot, but I added some of the, uh, the good local Dorado fishing we've had, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks. I put it in this episode. But it, this episode will tell you all about Freedom Boat Club. The local franchise, you know, Andrew, our friend Andrew Hard, uh, has uh, now four locations, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, and Marina del Rey. So he's got it covered literally from, from Newport and even south of Newport all the way to Point Doom. He's got it covered. So uh, that show is going to air tomorrow. Uh, Sergio, uh, 8 a.m., first of all, one last look at David and Goliath, which is a phenomenal episode in itself, of course. And uh, tomorrow at 8.30, tomorrow, September 4, 8.30 a.m., Freedom Boat Club special will air on Valley Sports West, and then, of course, uh, five times during the week, uh, ending next Sunday, September 7th. So it's all good, Sergio. We've got good fishing I think the whole next month, who knows, maybe even into October. I think so. I think so. There's, there's a lot of fish. There's a lot of fish, volumes of fish. So Okay, but let me, let me talk your know. language. Before we go, let me talk your language. Yesterday I put, uh, I gave some voiceovers for the Dream Extreme episode and for the Olive yes. Crest episode. So I'm sure that um, uh, John will be contacting you and getting these things put on the schedule. Um, just uh, great stuff is always coming from John and you. And I'm, Ryan and I are very, very appreciative of the quality of the work that you guys put out. Uh, it really um, makes us look better than we, obviously, better than we look. But um, I love it. I love it. I thank you for the uh, the time, the talent, and the support. It's just amazing product you guys are putting out for us. Well, you know, Sergio, let me say this. I, and I said this before. I'm just so glad to be a part of what's going on with Anger Chronicles. Television is, of course, more my, my uh, bag there and my, the thing that I do. But the whole operation, Steve Carson, of what he adds to the op, to the Saturday mornings here and, and Ron and, of course, you know, you and Ron and I have been, been members of, of getting back to Freedom Boat Club since 2015. We're going on eight years, 
concerts. You know? I know. Is that and crazy? So, and, and and the show since uh, 2014. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just glad to be a part of the, of the whole organization. Proud of our TV shows. They've never looked better. They look so good. I'd put them up with anybody. Nat Geo, Discovery, any of the the so-called big boys. Our program is right up there with them, Sergio. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, my friend yeah. Denny Jackson. Thank you for everything, and I will be talking to you in the next couple of days. And just uh, yes. stay with the pink shirt, blue shoes, sharpest dressed <laughs> man. Okay. All right, I'll do. I'll do that, Serge. You guys have a great weekend, everybody. All right, thanks, Danny. How you bet. Bye. All right. Uh, Danny Jackson, our producer. Everything has gone really good with the show. And uh, But let me bring it back around. I want to go ahead and try to close up with the uh, Dorado here before we move into the Bluefin. Anything else, Carson, you want to add? Uh, well, uh, you touched on it briefly, but uh, bear in mind the legal difference in the bag limits between Mexican waters and California waters. Uh, if you're fishing out of San Diego, you have to make note of it. If, you, if you're fishing out of uh, you know Long Beach or Dana Point, obviously you're not going to be going into Mexican waters uh, normally on a three-quarter day trip or shorter. But, um, yeah, the limit in Mexican waters per day on Dorado is two, and the limit per day in California waters is ten. If you're on a multiple-day trip, you're on a long-range trip of three days or longer, the maximum you can have is three days' worth of limits, uh, no matter how many days you're out. So bear that in mind. Also, in San Diego, some trips kind of zigzag back and forth between Mexico and California, chasing after the, the best fishing. If you're spending time in Mexico, you've got to understand that the limit is going to be two per person. So that's, that's I think, a pretty, uh, a pretty big distinction that people have to realize before they go out. And uh, when they're looking in the reports in the newspaper or online, et cetera, do people still look in the newspaper for the reports? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's but, nine uh, seven six were, two now, right now. You just it, go, it, you know. If they were, they have, they have to understand that difference. And on, my favorite one is um, albacore, if we actually still have them. Um, but the limit on albacore in Mexican waters is five. The limit in California waters. Uh, between the Mexican border and Point Conception, which is Santa Barbara, is 10. And from Santa Barbara, that is Point Conception, all the way to, to the Canadian border, where, by the way, they're catching quite a few of them up there, the limit per day on Albacore is 25. So uh, just one of those funny things, funny things about uh, legal limits. And as they say, Make sure you check the regulations before heading out. You know, the nice thing is if you're on a party boat, okay, then um, you'll be taken care of. The, cap the captain's crew, they all know, and don't allow you to get um, over. However, ultimately it's your responsibility, so know the rules. Okay. All right. Uh, Dorado Madness is going on in Southern California, but something started to happen once again, and that is the the bluefin started to make more of a showing, and also some yellowfin tuna. Okay? So what I like to do for the rest of the show is talk about the tunas, because we're about to embark on a two-and-a-half-day trip that we will be filming, and it comes from a very good source that we will be getting into not only the Dorado, 
not only the yellowfin tuna, but we are going to get a shot at some of the bigger models. And there's been nights where all the completely bendo and anything from a 20-pound fish to a 180-pound fish with a few broken off. All right, we're going to take a short break. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Angler Chronicles will be right back. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme, Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next-level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina del Rey. They're the hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AM 830. But now she got me smoking out the window. Mm. 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 Must have spent 35, 45,000 up in 16 days. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. And I want to get into, like I said, uh, some of these tune-up, but I want to welcome right now um, on the line none other than Mr. Oliver Solis with Fishing Syndicate Rods. Oliver, are you there? Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. What a beautiful day out there. Yes, and I'm glad you're actually calling. I'm glad you're calling. I know. I'm glad you're calling because I stopped by uh, the shop, Fishing Syndicate, which, by the way, it is simply amazing. It is beautiful. I love the expansion. Uh, it, it, it makes you feel so much more uh, comfortable. You know, when you're there, it, everything's in the right place. Great displays. If you guys want to see all the new lineups, um, you want to see not just rods, but everything else. Some, some of the tackle you guys have in there, uh, all the apparel. Uh, go in. It's at 200, uh, is it South Beach Boulevard? 200 South Beach Boulevard. And you mentioned tackle. We're mm-hmm. not a tackle shop. This is just our own tackle that we are developing Mm-hmm. Design and, and are developing, and we'll be making available to the industry through dealers uh, as we continue to grow. Perfect. And yes, did you get they, the making. Yeah, but they they get to go see it and check it out. So here's Absolutely. the deal. So I stopped by, and this is very appropriate because I wanted to make sure that we have the right equipment for this coming up two and a half day trip on the Ocean Odyssey. And I need more. The, you know, I, I could use a bass rod all day, but I think on a 200 pounder. May not be a good thing to put a bass rod on it, and especially matched up with a um, with a. How about a Pen Fathom 300, Steve Carson? They're beautiful, by the way. It's gonna be it's gonna be on the trip with me, by the way. Okay, uh, Steve's been raving about the low profile 
Fathom 300. The 400 is uh, amazing. I love it. So the 300 is a little bit smaller. I'm going to play with that one as well. Probably on Dorado, not on a 200-pound tuna. Now, on a 200-pound tuna, uh, we're preparing three specific outfits. You want to talk about that, uh, Aller? Uh, sure. Um, so what you're going to have with this trip um, is the new Fishing Syndicate factory lineup. Uh, same blanks that we've been using all along, mm-hmm. uh, except for detail. You're going to be sold through the dealers. All black, murdered out, um, and um, they are paired up with uh, accurate boss reels. Mm-hmm. So the extra heavy 40 to 80, which is a solid 60 pound rod for sinker rig, is going to have a boss 600 two speed. Mm-hmm. The double X 50 to 100, which is a great 80 pound rod, is going to be paired up with a uh, boss 30 narrow, and the 3X. Um, 50 to 130 for your flat fall is going to be, uh, or, or uh, nice jig, is going to be set up with a accurate boss 30. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you like the pin lineup, um, it'd be great to pair those up with uh, a torque 40 uh, and the uh, international ZIFX 16 and 20 would be our recommendation. Um, if you want to go with something uh, that's more budget-like, uh, like the Phalum, the Phalum 40, um, and the Phalum 60 on that double X uh, for the 3X, as people say, you have to go to the International for the 100-pound rig, um, which is uh, a more solid reel design to do that. So, and that's thanks to, uh, well, that's due to the, uh, as Steve explained to me, uh, due to the, the, the frame of those reels. So, you're, you're really said, and, and you know, what I'm trying to be an angler, right? Uh, from 20 to 100, unfortunately, whether you uh, like it or not, uh, you, you got to bring all that, and you can narrow that down by bringing in four rods, um, you know, a light medium uh, to fish the lighter line. Uh, the beauty of fishing rods, just like fishing reels, you can fish two to three line classes of the exact same setup, so... Um, you know, uh, I, I would definitely bring a basswood, Sergio, for the Dorado. Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'll tell you, all the, all the all the Dorado, I know you don't like hearing it. But you, you can't make him stop. You cannot make him stop. <laughs> yeah, the Dorado um, <laughs> that I caught all on Monday, all all 10 and then, and then some were all, you know, with the bass rod. Okay, I, that, that's what I told people. Look, my bass rods are there. Please have at it. I had three rods perfectly matched. You know, you had uh, the 710H with um, either the Fathom uh, 400 that Steve hooked up uh, or uh, a Kakarot 300. Okay, and it was perfection. Okay, it was simply perfection. Uh, the ones I lent out, I love to use the 400, Steve, because it's got a line wine. You can you wind the, the, the line in. You don't have to worry about all the line bunching up on one side and then the reel not turning. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a couple of times, but um, yeah, no uh, bass rods for sure. But uh, what I like about this particular trip is a two and a half day trip, so this changes the game a little bit. One thing is to yeah, go out. I mean, wow. Yeah, one one thing is to go three quarter day overnight, even day and a half right now. On a two and a half day, I can guarantee you that we will see Dorado, we will see Yellowfin Tuna, and I'm pretty sure we're going to go for the Bluefin Tuna at night. Okay, we'll have two sure. nights that we can... Tr- Sergio, yeah. I would be surprised if you guys don't get the Quadfecta. 
there's still yellowtail on the tail patty, mm-hmm. right? So you yeah. got the yellowtail, the dorado, uh, the yellow fin that's already here, and, and the blue fin um, that, you know, um, wide range, a wide area of bluefin, as you guys have been discussing. Well, you know, uh, you know who, you know, Oliver, I've hit to interrupt you, but you know who would know? What we're going to be doing on the ocean on the on the um, on the ocean odyssey, none other than Captain Rick Scott. Okay, and I I can see Rick Scott is here. Um, they're doing some, yeah. So let let me see if I can get uh, Captain Rick Scott. Do we have him queued up? Uh, there he is. I can hear the meter. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Not the ocean side ninety five. Uh, no, I said in Oceanside. In Oceanside. That's where we were, in Oceanside. Don't get ugly. Okay. Good so, morning. Good How morning. All right, so listen, you, you just, you're on a fresh two-and-a-half-day trip, right? We are. We spent the night uh, bluefin tuna fishing. We, I think we ended up with 36 uh, bluefin, two yellowfin. We're just sliding up on a kelp right now. Mm-hmm. So we're down in Mexico. We're going to head up, uh, we're going to head up the... Uh, the island tonight, and we're uh, trying to get the tonight. The uh, one's down south that will fall 30 to 50 pounders, and uh, hopefully catching Dorado on the way up there and uh, catch some big ones tonight. All right, so let me ask you a question. The bluefin tuna, what's uh, the, the range in size? Um, so down south here, like I said, they're 30 to 50 pounders, 60 pounders, occasionally see an 80 pounder. Mm-hmm. Um, that's below the Coronados. Uh, tonight, up by the islands up there, it sounds like they're anywhere from 20 pounds up to 250 pounds. So mm-hmm. you just don't know. You don't know what, uh, what you're going to hook on to. Well, but let me tell you what you are going to have on the boat. You're going to have none other than our CFO, Chief Fishing Officer Rhonda, who said, I want my triple-digit tuna. Well, you and I have three... Oh, three... <laughs> Yeah. What happened? Yeah, we just well, we hooked the grotto on the stern there. They're boiling on the grotto, boiling on the stern right now. Excellent. So Rhonda's looking yeah. forward to so, yeah, a, a triple coming. digit. So we we've, yep. we've got all the red here. Uh, Oliver's hooking us up with all the right rods. Ben hooked us up with some reels. So we're coming fully loaded. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, we uh, we got some new rods from Oliver. Uh, we got the uh, seven sixty. Uh, HX's, mm-hmm. the heavies, mm-hmm. or the H's, um, and we had all 10 rentals out last night. They worked, they worked awesome. Yeah. They are great rods. Those, those fish were catching last night. They put, um, the, yeah, the XH-7, they were working really good. Everybody had a great time. Everybody's tired. They've been up all night. There's only, there's only five of them up this morning fishing right now. They were up all night. <laughs> Pulling on fish. We're all tired. Yeah. yeah. All right, Oliver, you want to say something? Yeah, let, let, me, let me tell you something. Dina and, and Rick made a, a substantial investment in those rental rods. They did not go cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got out extra heavy 40 to 80, and they also went and got Boss 600 from Accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, not, yes, not the Fury, but the Boss uh, Extreme. So, you know, these. They did a, a very nice investment, uh, and so the angels have rent those rods on the boat. Uh, they're, they're, they got, you know, $1,000 set up in their hands. Yeah, they really do, and that's why we like Rick, and we like the whole operation, because, you know, Rick, I, I've seen you take us 
a lot further than within range for that Pacific trip. And you don't care. We go catch fish. And then you're also providing the absolute best platform, including tackle, uh, for people who need it. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Ron and I, we can't wait to get on the boat with you. Rhonda's just chatter, chatter, chatter behind my ear what she wants to do, what she wants to catch. And I go, well, you're going to put in your time. Uh, you know me. I like to sleep in the mornings, so I may miss some of those night bites, but you guys don't have to. So, uh, oh, no. You'll be up all night. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to put on the every time I stop the oh, there, no, there will be no sleeping. There will be no sleeping. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be in yeah, the galley if snoozing. You go down, if you go down, everybody, then somebody else will say, well, Sergio's sleeping. We can't have that. Oh, okay. If we're going to catch those fish. Can I snooze in in the in the galley then? Uh, no. We'll bring a chair. We'll okay. put it on the bow. Perfect. Put your rod in your hand. You can snooze on the bow. Put the you rod got in it. your hand. You okay. Got hey, listen. I heard the okay. weather has been pretty good. Uh, we're going into a, a uh, nice stretch of good weather, right? Yes, it's like a lake right now. The yeah. marbles on the dash, and they're not going to go anywhere. Wow. For right now. Yeah, I, I see that Thursday is going to be four footers at 14 seconds. That's that's a, oh, oh, oh. that's beautiful stuff there, okay. and very little wind. All right, listen, I can see that the, uh, the fish are going crazy. You need to go. Website, please, for the Ocean Odyssey. Uh, OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Hey, look, we're catching Dorado. I can see what's going. There's a couple more people up. OceanOdyssey.com. Look right online or give Dina a call, 619-889-4435. Okay, so listen. With the new technology, I'm able to walk around the boat with my phone now and actually talk out on the deck. Okay, well, while you're on deck, I'm assuming for this particular trip for us, leaving Tuesday, you want everybody bringing, um, uh, do you need passports? Uh, we will not need passports. Um, but we do need fishing boat, licenses, yeah. Mexican fishing licenses, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Mex bring your Mexican fishing license if you have it. Bring your California license for sure if you have it. A lot of guys are leaving it at home because they think they're coming to San Diego. They're going to Mexico. And we have been fishing U.S. waters um, a bit, you know, the last few days of that Dorado bite. There's been phenomenal. All right. Well, listen, go get it done. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Captain Rick Scott on the ocean, honestly. Thank you, my brother. You got it. We'll see you Tuesday night. All Everybody right. Have a great weekend. You got it, brother. Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. This Zangler Chronicles will be right back. Radio. AMA30. Lido Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lido does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lido has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lido Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. 
Carnated Teresa's always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Superless, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release. And always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. KLA, this is Angry Chronicles, and um, we've been talking about a lot of things. Just heard Captain Rick Scott. We've, we've talked to uh, Steve um, uh, from Fel- Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing, you know, and then we've talked with Steve Carson and Andrew and Ron, myself, and now Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate about what's going on up there. Um, it's been uh, Dorado Madness. No doubt, and we know that's the lighter on the lighter side. Twenty-five to thirty-pound test will do. Fifteen to twelve, twelve to fifteen if you really need it. But well, something else is beginning to show up, and I want to make sure everybody is aware of this particular species. That's the yellowfin tuna. Yes, we know, we know it's yellowfin tuna. We haven't seen a lot of yellowfin tuna because the bluefin tuna has gotten away. But what's nice about the yellowfin tuna is it, too, can get to be, is, is, is one of the larger species of tuna, okay? Uh, obviously, the Atlantic and the Pacific are the big ones. Those are the ones that get to 1,000 pounds. But a, uh, a yellowfin can reach 400 pounds. In fact, I believe, uh, what's the record, Steve? It's about 440 or so, or 425. Um, 427. Well, I, IGFA, IGFA record is 427, That's you know, it. following all the rules. Mm-hmm. And then there was a fish caught about, about 10 years ago now, uh, 449 pounds. They didn't, they knew it was big when they hooked it. They didn't quite realize how big it was. So let's just say they were a little casual in fighting the fish and the angler took a couple smoke breaks. <laughs> and let other people pull on the fish, so it did not count as a record. But certainly, it does prove they get that big. Right. So uh, yeah, they, they get good size. Right. And so, and the other thing that I want to uh, mention is this: one of the beautiful things that stands a yellowfin apart from a bluefin are those sickles. Okay. Um, you want to talk about that, Steve? Uh, the pectoral fins. Uh, well, yeah, different. yeah. They don't all have it, um, but yes. Um, they have the the the, uh, the anal fin and the second dorsal on some yellow fin are are extended. They're so long they look like sickles, mm-hmm. but not always. The most reliable way to do it uh, to tell what you've got, especially when you're in a mixed bite and the fish are you know like 20, 25 pounds, where yellowfin have not grown those sickles yet, is just remember that the, the kind of the um, the nickname for bluefin tuna is short fin. Um, that was, of course, back in the albacore days when albacore were long fin. And you take that pectoral fin, which is the fin right behind the gills, kind of on the side. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, with a and you fold it backwards towards the eye on a bluefin tuna. Um, the the fin because they're called short fins will not reach the eye. On a yellow fin tuna, that pectoral fin will reach the eye. And of course, on an albacore, it's a real long fin and it, and it looks like a wing. But when when you've got smaller 20, 25 pounders all kind of mixed together, that's a real quick way to just be sure that uh, you've got a blue fin or a yellow fin. And the reason it's important to know uh, is that the limit in both California waters and U.S. waters, the limit on bluefin tuna is two per day, whereas in Mexican waters, the limit on yellowfin is five per day, and in California waters, it's ten per day. Correct. So once again, know your regulations. That's right. And then, um, you know, um, there, there is obviously a difference between the yellowfin and the bluefin tuna. Uh, there's a fish here. I, I, I think it's a bluefin. might have been a yellowfin. Okay, they called her Amelia, and they checked her growth out. They tagged her over a 14-year period. Okay, so I'll just give you some, some background. It says that in 2004, she was about 10 pounds, 25 inches long, and it was an age of 1 to 2 years. Okay, she was caught again in 2007. Okay, so that's, uh, what, 3 years later. And she had gone from 10 pounds to 90 pounds, 51 inches, and they estimated her age to be four to five years of age. And then they caught her again 11 years later in 2018 where she had reached a plump size of 642 pounds. Okay? And they estimated her age was 14 to 16 years of age. Well, that, that, that won't be a yellowfin at that time. No, that's, that's a bluefin. bluefin. Yeah, it's got to be bluefin. So um, I'm looking at this stuff right here, and, and, and this is what, what we can see. So a fish between 10 to 90 pounds can be from 1 to 2 years old to 4 to 5 years old. It tells me it's a pretty fast-growing fish up to about 100 pounds, and they kind of... Well, no, the other one's 14 to 16 pounds, and I mean, 14 to 16 years of age at 642 pounds. That's pretty healthy as well. Okay, so that, that's kind of cool. All right, so it, it seems like the the bluefin grows nice. It's not a very slow-growing fish like, uh, say, uh, a calico bass. All right, let me take this real quick here. i got Captain Don Ashley calling in from Pier Point Landing. Good morning, Don. Good morning, guys, and happy uh, Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day weekend to you. What's going on at Pier Point? Well, same old, same old. It's going to be uh, pretty uh, monotonous, but in a good way. Just lots of grotto out there. Last yesterday, we didn't catch a whole bunch. We had a half-day fireman charter, and both folks had to stay local, but we still got some. But tremendous amount of fish, and uh, yeah, more and more yellowfin are getting mixed in with them, so... Just a lot of good things coming coming our way. Uh, I do believe so. You always tell us year after year. You make your prediction. You always say, well, wait until September, October. That's when this thing gets heated up. So uh, you made that prediction earlier this year, and boy, were you right. Here come the Dorado, but now September's in the mix, and we've got yellowfin and bluefin back in the mix with some yellowtail to boot. Donnie? Yeah, it's not like you cut out. Yeah, no, it's just good. We had, uh, excuse me, last week we had some wind, and uh, now the weather's changed around. If you look along the coast today, you'll see there's a little marine there, which is uh, good, good for us. So, anyway, it's just good fishing, a lot, lot of that. 
excuse me, a lot going on, and I, I was going to say something, but I just forgot. <laughs> oh, we just, you know, I know we just, just finished up our kids' fish free. It's another uh, summer where we took out several hundred kids. And hopefully they'll uh, find out the fishing's a lot of fun, more fun than sitting in a room playing in a, with a video game. And that's it, just good. Uh, Good going on. Soccer's going on. That's mm-hmm. doing good. I love it. I love it. Well, we're getting closer and closer. Closer and closer to the World Cup. It's coming in November. The whole world takes a pause and looks at what's happening there. So I'm looking, looking forward to it. Hey, uh, Donnie, what's the best way to get on a boat? The Enterprise, the Toronado, uh, the city of Long Beach? What's the best way? Well, because of the Dorado craziness going on. The city of Long Beach is also fishing, so we have two boats fishing here at 6 o'clock in the morning every day, and you can go to fairpoint.net and book on the city of Long Beach or the Enterprise and uh, get out there. We're, the loads, we're not carrying our 90 people or 70 people or 80 people, so it's not ridiculously crowded, but even then, when we get in a frenzy, it's crazy. The grotto is just flying every place, and people are bouncing them, and but it's, it's good. It's, it's uh, something we haven't seen in my lifetime, not this main Dorado this close to home. And oh, I know that I wanted to throw in there, just a complete uh, side note, is that we're not obviously going to have any albacore this year. And, but the commercial boats that are fishing up on extreme northern California, Oregon, and Washington, they're having a banner here up there. So mm-hmm. lots and lots of albacore. You cross our fingers. One of these years are going to swing down our way. Yeah, but listen, I have absolutely no problem having the type of fish that we've been having for the last several years. I mean, yeah, we don't have albacore. Oh, dang it. Uh, I'm missing out on a 25-pound albacore. But guess what? We've got 20 to 200-pound bluefin. We've got yellowfin, 40 to 60 pounds. And we've got all the Dorado that you can muster. And some yellowtail to boot. You know, um... Donnie, I know it's, uh, and I'm part of that old school albacore, but, you know, I'll trade the albacore for all the bluefin, yellowfin, and, and mahi-mahi. You? Yeah, there's no question about it. The albacore is a unique species in the sense that, I mean, it's just excitement. You can drive around all day long and get a, what we call a flying kick strike, and then all of a sudden it's, it's craziness. So the next day you go out there, drive around all day long, and you don't catch anything. Mm-hmm. We don't have that now. We're going out there and catching that Toronto. And what I think is interesting, if people have to go out to witness it to see what we're talking about. It. There are so many Toronto in the water. Some days everyone wants to bite. Other days everyone doesn't want to bite. So you'll look at it and it's like looking into an aquarium. Literally hundreds of the most beautiful fish in the water in the world swimming around down there. So let me tell you, let me tell you what I did. Um, on the last, uh, we're on the El Dorado. We had run out of bait, and there was a mackerel. I took off. I took the hook out, took the leader out, and just tied the uh, spectra through the, the, the fish's mouth. I threaded it, okay, and tied it up around this mackerel. Threw the mackerel out, put my thumb on the spool, and just watched as Dorado, right there in front of me, swarmed, took took bites out of it. I mean, just, it was simply amazing to see the amount of fish that are right there. And I mean, next to the boat. I mean, next to the boat. I mean, you, would, you could just drop it down and get bit. Okay, so... That's how close these fish are, and the volume is just simply phenomenal. I've never seen this kind of volume. I've had some really good years. We were reminiscing about 97, 98, 
but not like this. Not 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 the quantity of fish. So, folks, you got to take advantage of it. There's three great boats that you got there. You got Tornado for overnight. You got the uh, uh, the three quarter days or full days right now with the Enterprise in the city of Long Beach. Folks, you got to go down to Pier Point Landing, get on one of these boats, and, and go out. You know, and, and you're like you said, you're not selling them out like the used. It's not 90 people anymore. You're 30, 40 maybe. So it's fantastic. And the Enterprise is one of the biggest platforms in Southern California. So, Donnie, it's time to go fishing. It's time to go fishing, guys. Everybody have a great Labor Day and a safe Labor Day. And say your prayers for all. For everybody to be safe. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Don Ashley, Pierpoint Landing. Ah, what great fishing going on. All right. Uh, let's get back to what we were talking about. I mean, you know, uh, we got tuna in the mix now. Um, Steve has already posted the, the type of things that you have to, can't leave home without. Um, Oliver is hooking Rhonda and I and Ron with some more of the heavier gear along with um, Ben and, and, and all the, the, um, the accurates. So I'm looking forward to a fantastic, fantastic trip, two and a half day. Um, Ron's all happy because he, he, he's going to try to get one of those big, uh, big fish. Um, we'll have David on the boat again. Okay, so I love David and Goliath. Maybe we can go for round two. So it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. All right, everybody, hold on tight. When we come back, we'll close up the show. I'll, um, I'm going to ask each and individual, everybody, um, favorite memory so far this year and what you're looking for before the season's over. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. We'll be right back. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And, uh, you know, Ron, who needs Kool-Aid? 
You know who needs Kool-Aid? Andrew Mack. I'm going to go to Andrew first. Andrew, highlight of this year and what you're looking forward to do. I think we already covered one of the highlights, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, highlight of the year was definitely at Dorado with a bow. And uh, what I want to do before the year's over is to be able to take a bluefin with a bow. Okay. So that's going to be fun. I'm probably going to lose a hand. But you know what? It's worth it. <laughs> and I want to take out an earthworm with a bow. Oh, actually, can I do oh, it my can I do my Smith and Wesson 500? I, yeah, sure. If you can bring it on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not open. I can't open. We don't go there. All right. Let me go to Steve Carson. Steve Carson, highlight so far this year, and what you want to do before the end of the season. Oh my God. Well, what? There's so much season to come. It's hard to even say. Um, the land-based highlight was definitely the ICAST show and seeing all the all the cool new fishing tackles coming out next year and the Penn Authority winning Best New Saltwater Reel. Mm-hmm. Um, on the water, kind of a blessing in disguise with the closing of Guadalupe Island. Um, the long-range boats now kind of have to spread out a little bit more, and a lot of them are going to either Alios Rocks or the Ridge or both. And getting back into my favorite fish of all, which is wahoo. So, although I only caught one wahoo last year, um, this year I've already caught a pretty fair number of them, and uh, looking forward to catching more. Excellent, excellent. All right, Ron, what do you what, highlight, and what do you want to do? I think uh, uh, it's a little different. The fish has been fantastic, obviously, but uh, I want to go with all the uh, charity events we do. Um, you know, after coming out of the pandemic and all that stuff, it's uh, really great to get back. You know, we had the kids' events at Miles Square. We had Lake Elsinore kids' event. Um, uh, you know, we had the veterans, uh, the, you know, and then uh, being, being back with the Olive Crest, that was pretty cool this year. And, uh, you know, we fish an awful lot. So fishing, yes, is, uh, you know, what we do, and it is a blast. But giving back to what we, uh, to our um, people that need it, uh, that's that's my highlight. Okay. Oliver. You know, Sergio, I'm a blessed, fortunate man. I've had quite a few this year already, but I think the best one's about to come on Monday. Um, due to COVID, um, I haven't been able to take the kids out fishing. Uh, wife concerned, and obviously, Josiah being asthmatic, you know, we've been really careful about that. But uh, he and I are jumping on the victory on Monday morning. Um, his favorite fish, Dorado, mm-hmm. hasn't caught one yet. Been fishing since he was five, chasing mm-hmm. them. His personal rods are a Dorado theme. And so, you know, he, uh, from the little guy you guys saw uh, five years ago on TV, small little dude, he's almost my height now. Uh, wow. Got the deep voice and, uh, you know, turned into a man. So hopefully uh, he gets used. Those seven-foot rods that he had made, that he made the handles with, and GT wrapped them for him, you know, five years ago. He said, I really need the eight-footers, but I need to catch my Dorado in the seven-footer. So, hopefully on Monday, uh, his dream comes true. All right, well, my highlight. uh, You know, the highlight so far this year was to watch Rhonda uh, get another Marlin, uh, this time on 25-pound test. Okay, and uh, she she put the wood to it, and folks, uh, she does it standing up, and she does it without a belt, 
And she says, why? And I always say, because you're my wife. That's it. So she actually does it that way, and we have it on television. That's how she's fishing. She caught a nice hundred and change uh, on the Marlin. It was released. Um, just guessing we taped it out and came to about 120-something. But it was caught on 25-pound test. That, that's pretty cool. Uh, then she, the fishing, that particular fishing trip, the Palmas de Cortez and down the Van Warmer Resorts is simply insane. We called her Wahoo Ronda because every time she turned around, she was catching another Wahoo. So that was, that was cool. Uh, highlight, um, you know what I haven't gotten so far this year and I got one more chance coming up is another roosters. Uh, one of my favorite fish to catch is a rooster. Uh, they're in the same East Cape. We're going down to, um, Hotel Palmas de Cortez one more time with Los Barriles and we're going to try to catch some fish while we also hand out uh, about 6,000 pairs of shoes and shirts and stuff for the needy there. They just, they're getting hit or just got hit with another hurricane so I know that they'll be in need of, uh, of some stuff that we take down there. So, looking forward to catching that 50 to 60 pound um Brewster, uh, and I do it on the bass rod, you know. The, the bass rod, Oliver has been, you know, what do they say? She comforts me. <laughs> In times of trouble, she comforts me, okay? <laughs> I don't know what hey, it, Joe, Yeah. We need, a, we need to make a two-speed, uh, I mean, a two-key two uh, spinner so you can get one from the beach. Matthew beats that. Okay, let's do it. I'm leaving in a couple of weeks. Okay, get her done. All right, but let me ask you a question. You have those rods. When can I pick them up? Um, the uh, the new factory rods for black. The ones I'm taking on the Ocean Odyssey. Yep, uh, we can meet there Monday. Or we, I mean, not Monday, but uh, we get them to you uh, on Tuesday morning. I'm leaving Tuesday. You're leaving Tuesday afternoon. Right at two o'clock, we're out of here. We'll get them to you in the morning. I love you. I love you. Okay. Excellent. 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 All right. Uh, you like how I put the screws onto it? You see that? Online, on the air, just turn the screw. Turn the <laughs> screw. So, yeah. yeah. I have to report back to all our listeners that did Tuesday come and happen. Because I'm so antsy, you have no idea. I wanna, I, I'm looking... I want Rhonda to catch that triple digit. I want to see her face. She thinks it's it's all fun and games. And I keep telling her, after 60, 70 pounds, Steve Carson, these fish, they fight exponentially harder as they as they add weight, wouldn't you say? Absolutely true. And uh, in particular, what they get when they add that extra bulk to their body, they add endurance. Mm-hmm. So they they don't just pull hard; they keep pulling harder. They don't get tired. They they they're they're able to rest much faster and more efficiently than you. So if you uh, you know if you think you're going to rest and uh, you know maybe take a little bit of a break and uh, they're going to get tired out, no, that the opposite is going to happen. They're going to get their second wind. That's right. That's right. And then one other thing I want to say about yellowfin, Ron. You and I experienced it. Um, yellowfin tuna, in comparison to bluefin tuna, in warmer water, they fight much, much harder. You and I have caught these things down in Van Warmers. We've been, I mean, just taking the town, and we think these are, you know, 80-pound fish, and then they turn out to be 20, 25, and you go, what the heck happened? And all I can say is probably 86, 87-degree water. 
that's what happened. Yeah, it's like a, it's like they just open the door and fill up with water. You can't move them. Once they get to that 30 foot, 35 feet, it's amazing the difference. Yeah. Well, the, the, the temperature, I think, is what just turns them on. Carson, any 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 fact of that, or is it just my observation? Um, I, I have certainly found it to be true. I'm not sure that if it, that it's really cause and effect, or mm. it could be something different that they're eating down there, or uh, or they just look at you and you cheese them off. No, no, they love me. They all want to be on TV, so they want to make an appearance. <laughs> See, unlike the earthworm, earthworm keeps going down below. We do yes, have... Sergio? Yes. Colder water does make fish more lethargic. See, Colder I... water gets... Ah, it's gets, not, gets, that's not... Gets pound for pound, same yellow tail, and Catalina, um, Incrementi versus Cedros. Um, you know, just, it's that warmer water. I agree. so much more active. Uh, they're warm-blooded fish, yeah. I think, and they just—it's just, it's just in heaven. Okay, I mean, look at a rockfish. A rockfish will fight you for just a little bit, and then it's done. It does dead weight, and that's very, very cold water. But anyway, so um, that's what's going on, folks. I hope everybody gets a chance to go out there. The fish are biting. If you're sitting at home. You well, know, I don't know what to say to you. Uh, these are, like Steve says, these are the days we make memories with. Sergio, these are the good old days. And if your grandpa or your grumpy uncle, Uncle Sergio, if, and he's sitting around and going, it's nothing like the good old days, let's just say his memory is probably shot. Yep. Because the, in particular with the Dorado, there is never, ever, repeat, never, ever been fishing like this in our local waters. Yeah, I don't think yep. so. You know, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Okay. See, all right. Any, um, we got about two minutes. Any, any words of wisdom, any of you that want to share? Always, I always have the same words of wisdom if you're going fishing, whether it's for trout or dorado or 300 pound tuna. Get fresh line. Yeah, I'm like talking about monofilament and/or fluorocarbon, and that doesn't mean, oh, I just put it on last year, or even when you're talking about bigger tuna. I put it on this, uh, you know, this June, this spring. That means go to the store, get fresh line today. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I agree. So listen to your crew. Please, please, please listen to the crew. I agree. I agree. So, you know, we, we, how about this song, what you were saying, Steve? Okay. Boy, the wiggling hours lay. You remember this, one, Steve? I, I do. Guys, I guess we had it made. Those were the days. Okay, guys. Donovan, okay, so what was that? That is awesome. I, no, no, we have a couple of openings still on the uh, 14th on the <laughs> some fun. And uh, we also on the Helena, guys, uh, area code 714-969-9750. Ron, Ron, when, we, when next time we're on the air, I want you to report... How many hours out of, you know, whatever there are, in, you know, in a night, 10 or 12 hours, where, where, you know, where it's pitch black and you're fishing in the middle of the night for bluefin, how many of those hours was Sergio there on the rail fishing? I can tell you night? right now, the zero. The I, there is no doubt in my mind. I don't need my another, another song comes to mind. <laughs> That's what happened on the deck at night when I'm 
When I'm asleep, that's what happens. All right, guys. All right, zero. Time to go. Time to go. You guys, thanks for uh, listening in. This is Anger Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. We're going to go get wet. Talk to you later. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.